When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 91 Donkey Lane is a magical apartment complex that contains immense power, but lacks intelligent inhabitants. What is happening? I'm getting texts. Why are we getting a lot of texts? People found out what we did. Oh, dividing Mike Myers into an infinite amount of tiny Mike Myers. Listen to 91 Donkey Lane for free on Spotify or your favorite podcasting app. More at 91donkeylane.com. See you there, you donkeys. This week, we pack our bags and take a trip out to the woods. Open wide, real wide, and get ready to kick your habits as we discuss 2013's Evil Dead. Adam's throwing his drugs down the wishing well. Scott's taking a hot shower just thinking about us. And I'm in the kitchen (laughs) cutting us a nice, juicy slice of dinner. Unfortunately, we had to tie this week's picker, Allison, to a post. But it looks like rain outside, so she may come back any minute. Let's dive in. So... Scott was particularly excited about this pick because this was one of the movies that you always said that you would pick one day. Yeah, pretty much is another instance of me being so, I don't know what the term is, like fucking effusive about a horror movie on my shortlist that somebody else picked it for me. So it's kind of like I got two picks in a row. It's pretty sweet. I think it's worked out like that once before, actually. It's worked out like yeah, that twice before. This is actually number three. Your superpower in this club, you like... That's the shittiest mutant power ever. <laughs> I probably <laughs> look like one of those girls from allinternal.com, too. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so so the movie begins with a father tying his daughter to the stake to set her on fire. And at first it seems like the father's the crazy one until the daughter reveals herself to be possessed. And then we immediately jump to a group of friends heading to a cabin in the woods to help their friend Mia detox from her heroin addiction. So, you know, we're in for a real upper. Too <laughs> real, man, too real. <laughs> yeah, seriously, when I first watched this iteration of the series, I was like, oh, this is going to suck. I hate that <laughs> movies. <laughs> Boy, was I wrong. So while they're there, they discover a book in the floorboards as, lo- as well as uh, a Basically, a, an animal dead body massacre. It's not in the floorboard. You have to pass a bunch of hung up dead cat car- carcasses to get to it. <laughs> and then you have to rip open the plastic bag 
which is secured by barbed wire. So, I mean, really, it takes a lot of idiocy to bring you to the point where the book starts to influence you to actually recite the incantation. Well, and let's focus on a quick second, because I love that actor, by the way, uh, Lou Taylor Pucci. The, the guy that should have died ten times before he finally expires. Yes, he's a solid actor who's been in a ton of really good movies. But in this movie, it's not even like the power of the book that draws him in or, or anything like that. It's just plain old curiosity. It's like, man, detox is fucking boring when you're not on drugs. Maybe I should read this book of spells. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, while trying to pass the time, their one friend Eric begins to read aloud the words in the book and releases a demon that possesses Mia. Now, like, this is the other thing. Like, it's not even just that he he had to look for the words. Like, he is actively... Never has anyone tried so hard to raise a demon in a film than in Evil Dead 2013. Yeah, he what? really goes out of his way to do that. <laughs> like, they had crossed it out. There was a million warning signs in the fucking book. I, I honestly think that that's... The book has power over people. And that's why it was, like, hidden in the basement and, and you know, all this stuff. Like, as soon as it's in possession of a human, or a human is in possession of it, it starts to, it really does start to control you. So, But I feel I, like I, they could have done a better job presenting that because he just kind of seems like, oh, I'm bored. Like, it, like, it's not like, you know, when someone's, like, possessed by a book, they're, like, overly obsessed with it being the only one, like... I think of, like, if he was treating that book like Gollum treated the ring, I'd be like, oh, yeah, no, 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 he's obsessed with that book. But he was just kind of like, I'm just sitting in the study. There's nothing to do. Let me get this piece it's of paper. A it's, and a... it's a rainy day. I'll just do some, like, <laughs> daytime reading and, you know, like, little arts and crafts. It looks like somebody crossed some words out. I know how to fix that. <laughs> <laughs> so the friends do not believe her story, assuming that she's hallucinating due to the withdrawal until she is found scolding herself in the shower. It's at this point that her brother David tries to get her to the hospital, while Eric begins to recognize that these actions were all depicted within the book. Flooding, however, forces David to take Mia back to the cabin, where Mia shoots him with a shotgun and vomits all over her friend Olivia, which leads the group to want to lock Mia in the cellar. <laughs> Olivia then becomes possessed and attacks Eric, who bludgeons her to death in the bathroom. Mia tricks Natalie to come to the cellar door and then bites her, Desperate to avoid possession, Natalie tries to cut her arm off. However, this does not work, and she still comes back as a demon and attacks with a nail gun until David shoots her with the shotgun. That uh, that scene in the cellar is the most famous scene in the movie, though. If anybody saw the like red band trailer with the box cutter in the tongue, like that's that oh was, like, god, the, the, that was like uh, the selling point for this movie. That, like, was, that was their market. for no seriously, man. I'll get into it later, but this movie just really makes me cringe in the best possible way. So here's my experience. We'll, we'll take a quick pause here because this is a good time to mention this. So our fearless leader, Jonathan, who runs Geekscape, saw this movie at its South by Southwest premiere and literally called me as he was leaving the theater and was just like, dude, this movie you have to see. And his selling point was... I have never in my life heard an audience screaming in disgust and shock and like <laughs> unease more than watching this movie. <laughs> like, I'm like, all right, well, I'll rent it. That's the thing is that it's 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 so butthole clenching, yeah, and and gross, but it's so pretty. Like, I don't know if pretty is the word, but it's it's very compelling. 
Starting like, to sound a little bit like Aubrey over there, Scott. This <laughs> <laughs> is a really great love story. <laughs> That'll make more Sorry, sense girl. in our next bonus episode. So that, uh, that does uh, the cinematography and the practical effects are really the the greatest strengths of the movie. Though he's right. Yeah, yeah. No. I guess it's not it's pretty. Is like I said, pretty is not the term that I was going for, but. It's just very, it's gorgeous in the grossest possible way. You're like, oh, fuck, I know she's going to cut her tongue in half. I should probably look away. Nope, I'm going to watch the whole thing four times in a row. That's me. Do you think it helps that this movie had such a heavy involvement with Sam Raimi and Bruce Campbell and Ted Raimi in all the decisions where they actually were like, no, we're going to handpick the director that we want. Like, we're going to make sure, like, because I think any other studio... This would be one of those movies like a Fantastic Four where they would have just been like, hey, this guy did a lot with a very little, so let's just throw him a big budget and see what he can make. Versus like, I, I feel like Sam Raimi and them looked at a bunch of short films from this guy and were like, nope, we think that he's got what it takes. We're going to like nurture and mentor him into making this great. Probably. I mean, that's the only reason why this reboot could actually work, in my opinion, is that it was just so curated. You know, like they gave someone the reins, but they also I think that they kind of tugged on those reins a bit because there's no way that because it it retells a story with because remakes fucking suck when all they do is just rehash the story with different effects. Because, But there are a lot of callbacks, like there's the rape by trees part, which is way worse in this movie than the original Evil Dead. But they also do things from the first Evil Dead and second Evil Dead, which I really like. You know, they kind of like make it inclusive. What I like about this particular film remake-wise, and it reminds me of a lot of what I like about the Fright Night remake as well, is that it's a movie that works just as much as a reboot as a sequel. Yeah, yeah, which is... I guess you're right, it is a sequel because Ash shows up in the after the credits. The most useless after credits. (laughs) That that scene took 10 seconds to shoot, but uh, we'll get there. And Uh, it probably cost them $20,000. Oh, yeah. Uh, So Eric tells them about the book and how Mia is possessed with a demon that if it collects five souls it will release a beast called the Abomination. So Eric is then stabbed by Mia and dies, but manages to forgive David for disappearing on them because there's like a subplot where he's pissed off at David. It doesn't really matter. David then buries his sister alive in hopes of exercising her. He digs her back up and revives her body to find that the demon has left her. He goes inside to get the keys, but is attacked and killed by Eric, which completes the prophecy. Then Mia is attacked by the abomination that basically just looks like the possessed version of Mia, who crushes her hand with a jeep, forcing Mia to rip her hand apart in order to escape. Which you're talking about the tongue part bothering you? That's the part that I can't handle. That's the part where I keep screaming when I watch it, even this time. Because it's just the, those close-ups and you see those, like the, the muscles just slowly tearing like bit by bit and it's, just, it's too much. She gets a chainsaw. Well, yeah, that's, she... that is gross. I just kind of had a little a tiny little gag reflex thinking about that. <laughs> so she gets the chainsaw, <laughs> and man, does she mutilate this fucking abomination. But, it's but you're missing the best part of that whole scene is the blood rain. Oh, yeah, the blood. Oh, it's raining blood the whole time, too. Just yeah, like in Bleed, Slayer, there is blood raining. Um, and the saddest part of the fa- of the actual Blood Rain movie was that there was no Blood Rain. Uh, but there was a sweet, bo- uh, a sweet sex scene in, in a jail cell. That's pretty much the only thing that movie had going for it. Right, and so a bunch of dead Nazis. 
So she gets a chainsaw, <coughs> she mutilates the abomination, and then walks off into the sunrise. And then if you stick around to the end of the credits, you see half of Bruce Campbell's face say groovy. And that's it. Uh, but now we get Ash versus Evil Dead. I wanted to say Sam Ash versus Evil Dead, which is a guitar joke. Sorry. So what I'm curious about, though, is I remember when this movie came out, and I never totally figured out if they were being sincere or not. There was talk that they were going to do a sequel to this remake and a part four to the Evil Dead series, and then a film that brought both of those worlds together as, like, the final overarching wrap-up of Evil Dead. Oh, wait, so that's not going to happen now? I don't know. With the with the I Ash versus does. the Evil Dead TV series, I don't know if that changes things or if that's what <laughs> Evil Dead 4 was going to be. Or... Well, yeah, it seems like they've definitely taken it in a different direction. Unless maybe, like, Mia shows up or something in Ash versus Evil Dead. But... I don't know. All I know is that I'm finally going to try to get cable in the next couple days, uh, in probably in the next month while I'm doing that, try to get stars wait. just to watch Ash versus the Evil Dead. I don't I, It's really difficult for me to pick which scene is the hardest to watch the the hand is, under the jeep is mine 110 percent. we know you already told us get with the program <laughs> um, <laughs> but then okay so so adam if the eye scene is really bad for you how would you rate it compared to the eyeball scene in uh zombie 2 well see it's not the eyeball that bothers me it's the needle that bothers me i have a real thing about needles so she could have been stabbing him anywhere but just the fact that she repeatedly stabbed him in the face with a hypodermic needle i was oh, like it was, it was her sticking it in his face not him pulling it out of his under his eye it's just, uh, it it's was just, just that the, the needle fact. was there yeah it was just the needle <laughs> pretty uh, much well it's good to know that you won't ever become a heroin addict that's pretty good for yeah me. that's i've got one thing going for me <laughs> <laughs> That means two. Two things going for you. See, now, for me, the zombie the zombie eyeball thing bothers me every time. And I don't know what it... I think it's the tension that's built by the slow pull towards the splinter in the wood in zombie that bothers me. But I know that the first Evil Dead has a scene in it that always freaks... That, that always is like... My, I have to look away from the screen for a second when the pencil goes into the uh, side of the foot. Starts, like, yeah, and it starts twisting around. Is on my I, that's that that and you know the pre-mentioned jeep on the hand are like the two Evil Dead moments that I just cannot deal with in the franchise. Hey, how stoked are you for us to discuss Trick or Treat? The have you seen it before? You've seen it before, I've right? I've seen it before, but I don't remember much about it, so I'm kind of excited to to revisit that Ozzy Gene Simmons classic. <laughs> yeah, but they're in it for a combined 30 seconds. Um, Adam, have you seen Trick or Treat? It's just bits and pieces like where people talk about it, and then I have like YouTube some clips and stuff. I haven't never watched the whole movie. Okay, well, there, I, I'm not sure, so you can call me out on this when we actually do discuss it. Um, I'm pretty sure, though, there's a part where somebody gets killed on a, uh, a table saw. It's pretty, pretty uncomfortable to watch. I mean, it's no... It's nothing. It's nowhere near anything like the Happy Birthday to Me deaths, but you know, it's, or the table saw death in Class of 1984. <laughs> okay, so we all know which part we hated the most. Which character do you relate the most to? I think I'm an Eric. That's what I think. Wh- which one's Eric? Is he the guy that reads the book like yeah, a dumb yes. kid? I, I would like to consider Eric. myself a. Uh, who's the girl who cuts her 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 face up in the bathroom? Olivia. Yeah, I'd look in the mirror and be like, not pretty enough. (laughs) 
Oh, I definitely think I'd be Eric. I'd be that loser that's not knowing what to do with himself trapped in a cabin, so he's just reading a fucking book while everyone else is doing their own shit. <laughs> so basically, if we're in this universe, I would be a girl, and you guys would each be half of a man. <laughs> well, we were also uh, an item in the movie, so... <laughs> <laughs> oh, that works out beautifully, then. Oh yeah, kind of like real life, where we and Matt just nail Scott. <laughs> That's why I gotta cut new holes for you. <laughs> Mouth isn't quite wide enough. Oh, we're we're. Oh yeah. shit! Okay, that was that actually what you were gonna ask, Scott? Because that was joking. no, not at all. I don't even fucking remember. Uh, it might have been something to do with what is your favorite callback to the uh, previous Evil Dead's? Is it the um, you know arm getting cut off? Is it the basement? You know the the under the will swallow your soul kind of thing. I think it's the rape by trees. I'm prob- for Matt. It's probably the rape by trees scene. No, I was gonna say. I think what I like the most is that the movie it it seems to almost depend on people wa- having seen the previous films in the sense that I think it plays up different expectations because you go into the movie knowing that Ash is not a main character in the movie, so you don't yeah, know. That, that was sort of the question was like who is going to be the Ash? Yeah, and they do some. And they do different things where, you know, like, the first thing would be like, all right, well, the brother with a girlfriend would fit into that Ash mold story-wise. And, like, the further that he survives, the more you're like, okay, he's probably the Ash. But then there's, like, Olivia cutting off her hand where you're like, well, well Ash cut off his hand to stop from being possessed, so maybe she's going to be the Ash. Like, I, I, the first time I watched this, the last person I thought would end up being the Ash character was the first person to be possessed. Yeah, yeah, it's it's... A nice little, nice little twist. Well, because... Know why Matt's not using the rape by trees scene? Because it was just the one tree. Give him a squad of trees, he's all over it. <laughs> Matt doesn't get it, by the way. No. Nope. Uh, Act of Vengeance. Raped by trees squad. So gardeners? <laughs> the watcher. Um, oh, too soon. The only real obvious reference, I guess, is the chainsaw and the hand. I, I don't know. I do kind of like the basic yeah. part is, is, a, is an obvious callback. Yeah, I like I like her like popping up and looking out through the crack of the uh, the like floorboard thing. Mm. And um, she looked like the, the original wife, I guess. Yeah. The like older one. And she was just like, cut it, cut it off, bitch. Or, or don't cut it. She was saying, don't cut it. Which yeah. I came I, to nothing anyway. I don't like, the one thing I don't like compared to the to the originals is I miss the kind of cheesy look of the possessed characters. Really? This originals. is so much better. You know what it is? I, I like the way that, especially in the first movie, is, is the first movie the one where they're playing the game where they're trying to guess what card she's holding and the one girl's like sitting in the far corner and she just starts like spouting off the numbers and then she's just like floating in her head does that weird little crack noise? Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's the first one. It's been a, I don't really watch the first it is. Dead very the, much. I was going to say the first and the second the, or the second one. The first and the second kind of blend together because it's the second one's practically a remake of the first one. A better remake of the first one, yes. Uh, Well, you can distinguish the two because in the first one, they go up with four people. In the second one, it's just Ash and his girlfriend that go up. Ah, that's right, that's right. Okay, yeah. So, I I mean, there's there's little things that I do miss because I like the very, and it's a very Sam Raimi touch, but those weird, like, almost stop-motion jerkiness that the that the possessed people have yeah. sometimes and the yeah. use of those sound effects is such a big part of what I like about that first movie. Here's the thing. I've said this before. I, I think 
Evil Dead 2, if I'm going to put on a movie and be entertained, that's the one that I'm going to put on because it's the most fun of, of all three. Right, and that's why I like it. But yeah. but I think stylistically, the one that has the most interesting – like if I'm watching it because I want to watch a really interestingly made and shot film, I think Evil Dead, the original, is is fascinating. Although it is very slow, it has these really cool like super low-budget – when you think about the budget that they had, camera tricks and and all that other stuff, where it's it's more of a film that you watch from a studying standpoint, almost where you're like, oh, how the fuck did they do that with with like no money? Like, how did they pull that off? And and that's what I kind of like is that first one definitely has a lot of those stop motiony things. There's the part where they like turn into clay as they're burning, and the book comes <laughs> to life and shit like that. Like, there's these weird moments where you can tell that Sam Ra- like. It's almost like a precursor to what Evil Dead 2 would be, where there's just these suddenly weird cartoonish moments that happen in the movie, but they're done seriously. And then in the second one, he's just like, fuck it. You know what's funnier than Evil Dead 2 is the making of Evil Dead 2, because it shows you how they did like a lot of those effects and stuff. Like, you know when uh, the headless corpse is running around and like attacking Ash, and he has the chainsaw and shit? Yeah. And then like the chainsaw goes like halfway into the corpse, and it's like... Like it shows you how they shot that shot, and it's like a wide angle of like what's going on, and you can see that there's somebody holding on to that dummy and just like shaking it around to make it do that <laughs> stuff. And you're like, this is fucking hilarious. It's like it's like an adult like Henson's Muppet Company like coming in and just like flopping dummies around and making them do all this crazy shit. It's really is, fucking funny is, to watch. Is watching the making of Evil Dead 2 kind of like watching that documentary American movie where you're just like, oh, Jesus, these poor idiots. Is that the yeah. one that they're making a horror movie or whatever? Yeah, and... they've been trying They make the same movie like every year unsuccessfully. I, I want to see it. Is it bad? It's a decent... I've never seen the final product, but like... Oh wait! They finished How? their movie eventually, like ten years yeah. after that documentary was made. But oh, I thought it was a mockumentary. I no. really thought it was like supposed to be. No, it's a serious film about two real filmmakers that have been making the same movie every year. Yeah, that's just how much of like an actual character that guy is. Like, you you look at that guy and you're like, you're not real. Somebody <laughs> wrote you. There's no yeah, fucking way. That is exactly what I thought. I did not think that it was real. I thought that it was made in the like the Napoleon Dynamite time where. It's not really the 80s. It just looks like the 80s. No, that's Minnesota in general. Yeah. I think. <laughs> See, Adam? There you go. We were just talking about this last week. <laughs> all right, all right. The The movement of the people in this is, I mean, we bring this movie up strangely a lot, but they look like people from Splinter. Yeah, yeah they're like... Yeah. I've never even like seen that. Splinter, and you guys have referenced it so much. It's not good. It's really not good. It's, it's, no, it's... It was kind of entertaining the first time I watched it. And I watched it a second time, was it, like four or five months ago when I was considering picking it, and it was so bad. It was so bad that I picked House on Haunted Hill 99 instead. (laughs) (laughs) So I guess the question that comes up now is, are we ready for notes? All right, so these are notes on Evil Dead 2013. So uh, a lot of really cryptic writing in this book, a lot of evil inscriptions. Here's one. uh, Chop the motherfucker. That's an ancient (laughs) evil inscription. (laughs) Why why do demons swear so much? Aren't these like ancient hell beings? Why do they know modern curse words and just like swearing so much? 
I don't, Adam. I don't know, Adam. Why do you swear so much? Don't ask these questions. <laughs> who fucking knows? Um, <laughs> why? Wh- who invited the person with severe facial burns to attend this w- ritualistic burning? That just seems in poor taste. <laughs> I, I think that, that was kind of implying that they had burnt someone in the past. I don't know. Do you but think that, that he uh, was still there because he wasn't possessed? And they're like, "Oh shit, he's not turning. Put out the fire." <laughs> I guess so. Yeah, <laughs> we made a mistake. <laughs> All right, so a high school teacher, a registered nurse, and a heroin addict all walk into a cabin in the woods. <laughs> and then the movie ends, and, and the demon goes, that's great. What, what is your act called? And they say, the aristocrat. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's pretty good. Dude, that's, that's, that's one for the fucking books. <laughs> I think that might have to be on the shirt. That might yeah, be better than ghost sex. That's, that's high art right there. That's high art comedy. <laughs> <laughs> Man, we give him way too many compliments. We need to cut that shit out, seriously. (laughs) My ego is a bursting balloon, for sure. Uh, (laughs) So is this why wishing wells have never worked for me? Because I've been putting coins in them the whole time, but I guess the heroin? (laughs) (laughs) Black tar only! Also, she had this big fucking bag of heroin. Who let her hold this heroin, bring it with her, be alone with it, and handle, like, three-gram bag of heroin this whole time that everything was going on? Dealer, we know you're about to go cold turkey, but we're gonna trust that while we go and discuss our plans for detox, that you won't shoot any of this up when we're not watching. Hey, yeah, starving person, nurse. don't eat this sandwich. <laughs> yeah. and, you know, it's not like the nurse brought a shit ton of fucking needles with her either, right? Like, oh, no big deal. So they get in the cabin, and somebody says, let's make this place livable. So uh, I guess cut to four months from now when you fucking got this place cleaned up because it's a shithole, man. Like, it's bad. <laughs> she brings up something about the mom, and the brother's like, I don't want to talk about sad memories here on your detox in the cabin in the woods. <laughs> <laughs> so do you think Do you think the writer of this like this movie actually like tried to pull this stupid bullshit on like a family member or something? And had such a hellish experience that they wrote this movie. No, I'm pretty sure this person has never met per- a person with a chemical dependency ever. <laughs> uh, no, you know what you do when you're coming down on heroin? Laps in the yard in the rain. That's what you do. <laughs> I yeah. can ride a bike again. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Adam, remember that time when you picked uh, brain damage and you didn't know it was an allegory for drug abuse? <laughs> I just thought it was a wacky movie about a brain fuck. <laughs> You're like, I'm so surprised by, by the alien blowjob scene that I missed all fucking metaphors and allegories. And You're things. like, why isn't this, why is this called brain damage and not Sam and his wacky alien adventure? Alternate title, Mac and Me. Um, <laughs> I think, no, 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 Adam, I think it's all just out of Smack and Me. Come on. <laughs> nice. I think you're going to wake up at like 4 a.m. tomorrow morning and be like, that joke is so good. <laughs> That's a, Is that for us or like every listener of the podcast right now? No, just the two of you. Everybody else is going to get it like right immediately. Um, for for two guys that talk about drugs with me all the time. like I got on. the joke. I know what you said as soon as you said it. Validate me. It was funny. Thank you. Hey, let's talk about Adam Sandler. God <laughs> oh, damn it. That was really funny. <laughs> I can't talk about a movie that I don't want to talk about. 
So Mia's complaining about that smell. Here's a theory. Maybe it's your upper lip, Mia, you shit zipper. I fucking hate you. <laughs> God. Yeah, I hated her until she became the Survivor Girl and was like, you were so badass. Yeah, later on she's pretty sweet. But uh... So, uh, holy shit, is that a trail of gristle and blood leading into a tight, confined space full of flies and dead cats? Fucking out of my way, guys. Me first, Geronimo. <laughs> 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 fucking idiots like, close that close that and put that carpet back like, get some air fresheners out that's what you do you don't fucking go swimming around in that damn so why did the previous people leave the book why didn't they bury the book or maybe throw it in a lake and if the book is supernatural and always comes back here's a solution smear poo all over the book to deter any normal people from touching it <laughs> I, I like the fact that the barbed wire and the nasty black plastic bag and the inscriptions that say, don't open this book, and the fact that it's bound in human flesh, don't deter Eric. <laughs> but you think poop would. Yeah. Don't you think that if it was smeared in human poo, he wouldn't have touched it? Yeah, don't I was gonna ask say, me. I was going to say, like, I've touched other human beings' bodies before and haven't felt like washing my hands but if there's even a little bit of poop that gets on my finger from wiping it's like 20 minutes of washing hands in that sink i feel so close to you right now <laughs> somebody says you shouldn't have touched anything in that basement and fucking yeah i agree that's absolutely right uh not to like not even mentioning the mysterious rap surprise present thing that you brought up down there but you really should not have brought up a loaded shotgun and a bunch of extra ammunition when you're in a house with a mentally unstable heroin addict. Like, what are you doing? So, Klaatu... I like how we're actually, how you and us two are, like, breaking apart the, dis like, the, the, the movie logic in this movie. Like, this would have been the most boring-ass movie otherwise. They would have gone down to the basement and been like, this is a bad idea. Going back upstairs, Mia would have, like, gone on the rest of her detox relapsed, probably fucking died of an OD about a month later. Yeah, and really, who this wants is, to watch that Lifetime movie? Nobody. This is, this is a movie about Mia's redemption. Yes. It's also about people horribly mutilating their possessed bodies. When that demon left her, so did the drug addiction. This is a pretty traumatic experience. I think and all her friends are dead. I think Mia's going right back to the age. <laughs> oh, God. Just to numb the pain of that self-inflicted hand tear. Yeah, 15 seconds after the credits rolled, she was diving down that well, going after that fucking powder. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Klaatu, Verata, nothing Eric does in this movie is intelligent. He's a fucking retard. Man, that word okay. is so triggering. I don't know why you keep saying it. Shit, I don't Lord. know. I'm, I'm sorry to all of our... Uh, I'm being ableist right now. My bad. <laughs> oh, wait, can we real quickly, because you brought... Because we're talking about those words, I sent you guys the link to that fucking post on Our Horror where the guy's like, hey, check out my awesome Evil Dead shirt that no one's buying. It's like, oh, congratulations. People shared it. Yeah, congratulations. You just put words from a movie on a shirt with no design or anything else. And a really, really, really shitty font. Like as a <laughs> as a font enthusiast, that was so offensive to me. That tripped so somebody, me. Somebody called him out for having the wrong words on it too. They're like, <laughs> "You spelled that word improperly," and he's like, "Well, Ash got it wrong." So I was just like, you know, using what like the word that he used. And they're like, yeah, but this is what it says in the script. And he's like, oh, uh, I think we found um, Rasalam's new handle. <laughs> that's the joke only the two of us will get, three of us. Yeah, that's just for us. So 
so this movie has its own set of secret words, and I and Eric speaks them. I wrote them down. Um, they're Kunta Kente, Eric Estrada, Montessori <laughs> Private School, and Conda Civic. That's the secret words in this movie. Oh shit! I shouldn't have said that. Oh, oh no! I guess the last episode of Horror Movie Night, the uh, VHS <laughs> of the Dead, is coming for you. I guess so. So I wrote us another smash hit after last week's uh, success of uh, I Will Be Your Adam Brody. <laughs> so it's just another tree rape Monday. <laughs> I wish it was Sunday. Because on Sunday I wasn't watching this movie. But sadly it is tree rape Monday. I don't know. I'm sorry. I don't think it's as good as... Uh... Is I'll be your Adam Brody. Oh, Adam Brody. No, he pronounced it Brody. It's okay. Brody. I've been hanging out with you for way too long. <laughs> I'm going to start fucking up my Reddit username now. That's how you possess people. You, Matt, St. Mort. You, you make me fuck up words. I can't believe that it was Allison that picked this movie. Like, I'm, I'm pretty yeah, shocked at this. It is, it's way too offensive for her usual sensibilities. Yeah, for what was that movie with like the women and the babies and stuff? Like, and then she turns around and picks this. I'm like, whoa, what the fuck? Um, Video? I, she isn't. No, no, the one about like the women and they were in like a support group for. Ah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, shit. Yes, she is big into like body horror because she picked The Fly and and Video Drone. So I guess it's just like a body and horror. Ginger Snaps. Yeah, Ginger Snaps as well. I think this is um, their first non-Canadian film, right? You know, mm. there's some Canadian connection here. I don't know. We'll have to we'll have to look that up. I'm sure she will post it in whatever thread we we put up. Um, so I, as a registered nurse, deem that she's acting perfectly reasonable, and I say that we keep her under forced confinement for a little bit longer. <laughs> oh no! Wait, it isn't 1676. Never mind. Let's get this woman some proper fucking help. Okay, let's let's get out of here, guys. Come on. Proxy. Proxy. Yeah, that was it. That was the one. <laughs> I didn't need to uh, remember the name of that movie. So the nurse Olivia gives her some sedatives. Uh, I think everyone in this movie could probably use some sedatives at this point. <laughs> They're all stressed and right the fuck out. Um, suddenly, the puke scene happens, and I'm watching Drag Me to Hell. Except, you know, step here. Um, <laughs> So uh, here, here's a quote. Why so serious? And that quote is attributed to literally everyone I know after they watch the fucking bathroom scene where she cuts her face up. Fuck, that joke got old quick. Yeah. Nobody else, nobody else had to do it. It was fucking... Ugh. All right, yeah. So needle in the eye is way worse than the tongue split for me, way worse than the cheap pull. That's just... Bleh. And I, it wasn't even as bad as I remember. I distinctly remember... I don't know what movie I watched, but you watch somebody's like cornea drip out of their eyeball or something and i thought that this was it was this movie but i guess it wasn't no i think that you're thinking of that really old movie where yeah. it's actually a cow eyeball and the razor yeah Un- oh Shin andalusia yeah, yeah that one you. by salvador uh, dolly uh, i don't need drugs i am drugs boom relevant <laughs> oh that's right natalie exists in this movie i forgot and so did the audience and the screen raider and all the other characters for 45 <laughs> minutes they forgot the uh, blonde chick who cuts her arm off yeah. yes yeah she's such a non-entity in this movie but so we get this that's why yeah i guess so yeah yeah you're right um so we get the scene where natalie goes into the cellar this is actually how I have sex, too. So me and the devil's bitch share the same technique. You know, get all gross and pukey up on their legs. <laughs> <laughs> Just leak fluids from every hole in your head. <laughs> Just 
So would at this point in the movie, would any of us not have just taken our chances with the river? I mean, I would have just. I, I'd I'd rather make a raft out of fucking spaghetti strainers than sit in this house for <laughs> a minute reading this goddamn book. Like I would not be there anymore. Like that river looks way more appealing than anything going on in this house is. Eric is an asshole. He is definitely the biggest asshole in the movie. Especially because he kills a survivor guy. Yeah, yeah. Douchebag move. I mean, the guy turns around to grab a picture. Always a bad idea. Yeah. Um, what the fuck are you doing going back into that house? Yeah. Oh, well, we need pictures of to keep our memories of our crazy mother who apparently abused the fuck out of us. Like, why do you want a picture of that? Okay, whatever. But he he makes some offhand comment about how like, oh, she cut her arm off. Everything is not going to be fucking fine. And I'm like, well, it's better she cut her arm off than, oh, I don't know, her fucking face? Remind me where your girlfriend is. Where's your... <laughs> Kill your own sister, or you're a coward. Oh, well, you know, come on, Eric. It's just a couple nails in your hands and arms and, and legs and chest. What are, you, what are you running away and hiding for? Are you a coward? You big pussy? What are you, what are you hiding that for? That nail cut scene is yeah, pretty, pretty intense. intense. Yeah. Um, she's walking around. She's got one arm, and the other arm is holding a heavy as fuck nail gun. Can somebody just sweep the leg? She she says, why does my face hurt? And I was like, oh, does your face hurt, Natalie? Because it's killing me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Liver alone. <laughs> Liver. It's a joke. So then uh, he comes back in the house, and the devil's bitch is in the basement singing the number one smash hit, I Can Be Your Adam Brody, and he just can't resist <laughs> to try and keep her alive. Um, Eric, being the biggest asshole in this movie, takes by far the most damage out of anybody. And I do appreciate that from the movie. <laughs> like, he is so fucked up by the time he dies in that basement. I just, I wanted, like, you said that there was a lot of input from the Raimis and from uh, Bruce Campbell. And I, I wish that this movie just would have had more levity to it. Like, any fucking humor at all would have been appreciated. Uh, there's, there's one scene in particular, it made me think of Army of Darkness, because... Army of Darkness is really my favorite out of the original three trilogy. And I guess out of all four of these, Army of Darkness is my favorite. And you know the scene at the end of this movie where uh, he's burying Mia, and she looks up and she goes, David? I want him to just be like, oh, hey, Mia, and just keep shoveling dirt right <laughs> <laughs> From Army of Darkness, where he's like, hey, you got something on your face. What's that? And he shovels the dirt. It's like, I want just a little bit of love. Why would he fall for it again? A hundred times the demon has done that, like, it's actually me, your sister. The demon's got, like, no, he wouldn't. Just don't even have a conversation. Keep shoveling. So this is the end action set piece. And I'm, I'm going to rattle all of these off quickly. Try your best not to interrupt me, although I'm sure Scott will be burning with his explanations as to, like, why these things happen. But um, why didn't he already burn the place down after he got Mia out? Why did Mia take the hidey hole entrance and not the shed's front door? The machete was still right beside her when the abomination came through the hole, so why didn't she slam it in its gun or its skull? Why did she take the, the thing's leg out, get within chainsaw range of all of its vitals, but then suddenly crawl the other way? Why didn't she use the chainsaw to cut her arm off from underneath the jeep? And why did the abomination just allow itself to be cut in half instead of crawling away to regroup? I do know that the chainsaw one was she was she tore her hand reaching to get to the chainsaw. Yeah, she didn't have enough arm reach. Oh, I, that would have been a nice little homage to the original, though, having her chainsaw it off. Yeah. But I guess 
then you don't get that. But they already had somebody getting their arm chainsawed off, except it was with a a roasting blade, but, I mean, like a a roast beef. I mean, I could have really used her yelling, I'm Leatherface, before doing (laughs) (laughs) Come on! uh, The movie is really only effective on the first watch through. It gets incrementally more boring as you watch it. Again, this was my, I think, third or fourth time having seen it. Uh, knowing all the deaths, knowing the ending and all that, it just it didn't have the same oomph and, and like cringe factor that it did the first time around. Although, I am still feeling phantom pain in my fucking kneecap from where she gets the like machete dragged across it. Oh, that one was gross. Well, this was my um, fourth time watching it too, and I enjoyed it every time, so I think it, your miles may vary. I don't not enjoy it. It just it it definitely is diminishing returns on it. Um, I just I really am just really curious as to what Allison's explanation for having picked it is because this is not a movie that I would expect coming from her. So I'm looking forward to hearing from her. I wonder if there's a part of it that just kind of like, hey, I acknowledge what this new format is, and I know that Scott has wanted to pick this in the past because he said it on the show. So I'm going to pick it for him. Thanks, Al. <laughs> 91 Donkey Lane is a magical apartment complex that contains immense power, but lacks intelligent inhabitants. What is happening? I'm getting texts. Why are we getting a lot of texts? People found out what we did. Oh, dividing Mike Myers into an infinite amount of tiny Mike Myers. Listen to 91 Donkey Lane for free on Spotify or your favorite podcasting app. More at 91donkeylane.com. See you there, you donkeys. So let's talk about what we watched this week. Uh, let's start with Adam. All right. I watched a lot of good stuff this week, actually. Um, good, because you've always been bitching and then just being like, just watch Rick and Morty. Well, that was one of the good things I watched. I just watched that earlier today, the newest episode, and I think that that might have been the best episode of the show so far. You guys really need to watch it. I know Scott's not going to, but Matt, pull through me for me on this one. You gotta watch it, man. You're gonna love I mean, it. I'm just saying, but... someone is turning 30 in exactly a month. If you want to surprise him with the first season of Ricky and Morty, he'll probably watch it. I don't know what Ricky and Morty is, but uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I might get you Ricky and Morty. Um, <laughs> should we... Uh, Matthew Kelly has an Amazon wish list. Um, anyway. <laughs> so... <laughs> Allinternal.com. Okay, so uh, (laughs) as far as movies go, I watched Turbo Kid this week, um, which Matt had sent us the trailer for and me and Scott both scoffed at because it looks stupid, but it was it was great. It had like over the top gore and just really ridiculous kills that made it worth worthwhile. There was, of course, some very like loose and sometimes lazy story writing. But overall, it was a sh- it was really really fun, and it's a solid recommend from me. The other movie I watched was American Ultra, which was in theaters like a week ago or so. Yeah, uh, it's Max Landis, right? Right. Who's a total asshole? He went on on this uh, tirade on Twitter, uh, essentially absolving himself of any blame of the movie doing poorly and saying it's all the audience' fault and all the critics' fault for. And then Red Letter Media posted a review, and on Reddit. He actually got in the comments on Reddit and like called them childish and shit. It was he's he is a master of putting his foot in his own fucking mouth. I like everything that Max Landis has touched, but I don't like him as a person. Like I liked Chronicle, I liked Wrestling Isn't Wrestling. I feel like I'll probably like American Ultra, 
but he seems like a real douchebag sometimes. Yeah, and I guess a lot of people had difficulty getting past the fact that Max Landis is a piece of shit. He also had a lot of difficulty getting past Jesse Eisenberg as an actor, because that was mainly what people's complaints were, was that he's just boring and whatever, and also Kristen Stewart. So the movie had a lot of stuff stacked against it, and it does have low critic scores. It's got all that. I fucking loved it. I loved it. I thought it was hilarious. I thought it was a ton of fucking fun. I loved the concept. I loved the people. I loved all the action scenes. Every joke fucking hit. I liked everything about it. So I guess I'm I'm on my own. I'm like a man on an island for that one. But I had a lot of fun with it. No, I have every intention uh, of seeing it. Because I, as much as I don't like Max Landis the person, I like Max Landis the writer. The old, the other one I watched was Kingsman: The Secret Service, which was like a great throwback to those like really outlandish spy films of old. It was just plain fun. It had a real like dry it. sense of wit. Yeah, I did. I liked it a lot. I thought it was I a lot it. of fun. Yeah, you know, if you save the world, we can do it in the asshole. That's yeah. everything I needed to hear. <laughs> <laughs> well, Adam's got his weekend plan. <laughs> yeah. Save the world. <laughs> no, I thought it was. Well, he's got to save the world first. I think it was well established that me and Matt are coming down there to Eiffel Tower you. (laughs) Okay, so uh, who's next? Scott? Yeah, I only uh, have one thing that I want to mention that I watched. Mad Max Fury Road. It kicks major ass, and I loved it. I uh, ironically watched The Road Warrior for the first time to work my way up to seeing uh, Fury Road. And it was fun. It was way better than Mad Max, which is why I put off seeing The Road Warrior for so long is I watched Mad Max maybe like four or five years ago, and I just wasn't for me. I was like, this is kind of boring, it's kind of slow, whatever. But Road Warrior is a, a good hour and a half of, of fun. So uh, next is Beyond Thunderdome, and then it's Fury Road. Um, well, get ready for a roller coaster ride as far as quality goes. Thunderdome, yeah. <laughs> Thunderdome's a real steep fucking dip in quality there. <laughs> yeah. Unless you, you want to see Tina Turner's nipples, in which case you're in for a treat. Um, I don't know if treats the word. Well, some quick. There's one that I want to talk about a little bit in depth, and three that I just want to throw out there that I watched. So, going through that binder of DVDs, I watched Children of the Corn Part 2 for the first time, and it was just as great as Children of the Corn Part 1. So, not very. Which is not saying much, yeah. (laughs) For Weird Ass Movie Night, we watched Attack of the Monsters, which is not not Godzilla, uh, Gamora. It was a Gamora movie, and uh, I mean, those movies are fucking crazy. It's a goddamn turtle that shoots flames out of its shell so it can fly. As we've been recording, on mute on my TV has been The Game with Michael Douglas. Ah, yes. And this is the first time I've watched it since the first time that I watched it. And knowing the twist at the end of this movie, this film is goddamn ridiculous <laughs> there's no way to yeah. that this movie makes any sense maybe if i had dialogue on it would make a little bit more sense but no. but the movie that i want to talk about because i was a masochist and finally decided to watch vhs viral have either one of you yeah. sat through this garbage yet no okay no not planning on it nope, thanks I for taking not. the hit yeah yep, so so vhs viral there's three things worthy of talking about uh actually four things Three bad, one good. So, (laughs) the bad. First of all, all the movies are shot on digital cameras uh, in modern time. So, it's already gotten far, far from its VHS format. Uh, I mean, the concept is about viral video. That's fine. If that's where they want to go with the VHS franchise, that's fantastic. 
However, these movies shot on mini DV tapes should not have VHS pops and tracking issues and all of those other things, which leads me to believe that the people making this movie are so goddamn young that they don't realize that those things in VHS 1 and 2 were because that's what really happened with VHS tapes and think that that's actually just a stylistic decision made by the filmmakers of VHS. (laughs) Number two, the first story is a goddamn Goosebumps story. It's about a magician who has a magic cloak, and uh, in order to keep doing magic, he has to feed people to it. And then he has a fight between one of his assistants and the man-eating flying cloak. Number three, diving off of the insane popularity of the GoPro zombie story in part two, they decided to do a multiple GoPro skateboarder movie, (laughs) which is unfucking watchable Now, the OnePlus. The middle story is a Spanish short, and it's mostly garbage. It's about interdimensional, uh, like they build like an interdimensional traveling thing or whatever. But the movie has one thing in it that I did not anticipate happening, and it's something that I always like to see in a movie for whatever reason. Uh, I think Scott and Adam will dive right on what the reason is, but there's a giant mutant killer penis in this short film. And How does that have anything to do with skateboarding? Uh, no, no, the skateboarding one was separate from, from this is a totally different one, the Spanish speaking uh, one. From going into the dimension, the dimensional beings that come out have giant, like, the fucking penis in Tromeo and Juliet penises. Yeah, I was about to say, what what did a giant penis monster have to do with popcorn and uh, Shakespeare? But Troma made it work. Yep. They made it happen. Troma, uh, you know, Rock and Roll Frankenstein has a giant penis that talks at the end of it. I got it. Seems th- to be a motif that you. Yes, I, I. If there's a giant killer penis in a movie, it gets at least one extra star. <laughs> 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 Netflix only lets me give a low rating of a single star, so VHS Spiral got two stars just because there was a penis in there that that talked and bit things, and then there was a giant mutant vagina in there as well. Uh, so. I was like, all right, all right, I'll give you a star. I didn't anticipate that when I put this on. Scott, your dogs seem eager to talk. What did they watch this week? Uh, I don't know, but they're pissing me off. It might just be the cold and the fact that my medicine has stopped working, but I'm really over that sound right now. Well, that was us talking about Evil Dead 2013. As always, we want to remind you to send us some emails at hmnpodcast at gmail.com. Let us know what movies you want us to watch, or just if anything that we've talked about has brought up something that you yourself have been like, you know what, I've got an opinion of that, or that reminds me of this one time, etc., etc. If we get some good emails, we'll always throw together a quick little email bag episode. But we need emails in order to do an email bag episode. We will not go to the Facebook comments for this. You have to email us. Also, hit us up on Twitter, and while we're mentioning it, the Facebook page. The Facebook page is always filled with great stuff, including our buddy Don, who always takes time to make a list of every movie reference that happens in every episode. You are doing God's work, Don. For this episode, do you guys have any idea of what we should discuss? Where you want, where you would mutilate yourself if you were possessed by the by Satan's bitch or whatever. <laughs> You're not gonna have much of a choice on that one. I don't know. <laughs> the, you wait, have wait, an entire wait. body that you could mutilate. Come on, use your imagination, uh, you idiot. What film <laughs> are we missing? Uh, uh, are we missing any movies that have giant penis monsters in them? Because Matt is on a roll. He needs more. For I the need week. more. What is what is it with you guys? The dicks in movies. You guys always want to talk about that. I don't want to have anything to do with it. 
Well, we won't be talking about any dicks next week when we discuss the almost all-female cast of whatever happened to Baby (laughs) Jane. (laughs) So come check out Horror Movie Night next week, where we'll be talking about 1960s schlocky classic, Whatever Happened to Baby Jane, and the genius who picked that movie. Uh, A.K.A. Scott and Adam try to stay awake while Matt tells us this was a good decision to discuss. are <laughs> yeah with the guy who's got all this fucking hey 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 we don't <laughs> that's that's Anyways. an our time story so kind of like that one our time story that you like to tell about me huh what when you came <laughs> in your eye <laughs> yeah but that story's funny <laughs> uh, i laughed at your story yeah but that didn't really have anything to do with me it had something to do with a totally different human being i tell you guys the worst stories off air and then they never get brought up <laughs> how do i always come out of this unscathed it's amazing <laughs> because you know that if we record on tuesday and you tell us that story on wednesday we will forget by next tuesday <laughs> you have so you have a fucking wealth of- and you also write <laughs> like- you you also write like 25 pages of story you don't just say hey guys one time i came in my own eye 91 Donkey Lane is a magical apartment complex that contains immense power, but lacks intelligent inhabitants. What is happening? I'm getting texts. Why are we getting a lot of texts? People found out what we did. Oh, dividing Mike Myers into an infinite amount of tiny Mike Myers? Listen to 91 Donkey Lane for free on Spotify or your favorite podcasting app. More at 91donkeylane.com. See you there, you donkeys. You're listening to the Geekscape Network. 